Melissa. Hello, Kyle. How are you? I am doing well. We are coming off of the tail end of our busy season here. We've got a few more BMIs to wrap up this month, but things things are slowing down this fall, which is like a blessed relief, <laughs> I think, for all. Well, and I hope I hope our listeners are getting a little bit of a break between Halloween and the insanity of Thanksgiving and the holidays. So um, we hope you all are taking some time to sit down, relax, have a cup of coffee, go for a run, whatever makes you happy. Yes. uh, And take a listen to this edition of Let's Talk Club Management. Yeah. All right. So speaking of this edition of Let's Talk Club Management, Melissa, what do we have on deck? This this episode is um is kind of one that we put in concert with uh, another project that we had come out not too long ago. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what we're going to cover today and who we're chatting with? Sure. So in August, uh, CMAA, in cooperation with our partners over at the National Club Association, released a new resource for our members and for anyone involved in the governance of clubs, and that is Private Club Governance, a Handbook of Principles and Best Practices. So this was actually written by a joint committee of experts from both associations um, and a partnership structure to benefit the entire private club community. So the goal is for this new partner, I'm sorry, the goal is for this new publication to be the definitive guide to governance for private clubs. And it's really designed to be a framework of best practices for any clubs at any place on the spectrum of effective governance. So no matter where you're starting, this is a resource that can really help you. And so we decided to go straight to the to, to the top to talk about this. <laughs> All uh, the way with to our, the top. With our amazing uh, CMA member, Tim Usel, CCMCCE, the Chief Operating Officer at the Olympic Club in beautiful mm-hmm. San Francisco, California. Tim is a longtime CMA member, and he is currently also serving as the chair of the National Club Association's Governance Committee. And it is from this committee that uh, this book came to fruition. So I was really excited to be uh, part of this process and supporting our amazing members as they worked through this resource. Uh, so it's exciting to talk with Tim and share more about this resource and how it can be beneficial to your club. Absolutely. When we are we were excited to sit down with Tim and kind of get that insider's view on what it took to put this together, who all was involved. And as Melissa mentioned, it was really a, a, a group effort, truly, on the part of NCA and CMAA. So without further ado, here is Tim Musel. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tim, for being here with us today. It's my pleasure. We'll start, we'll start with the softball. How are you doing? How's your fall going? <laughs> well, that is a softball. Um, so my, my fall is going great. Thank you very much. We, uh, we're always busy here at the Olympic Club, and uh, we, are, uh, we're jo- we have joyously opened up our, uh, our historic lake course from a uh, significant renovation by Gil Hans. Uh, that is just fantastic, and our, our players are over the moon. And at the same time, we renovated our clubhouse at, at our, our golf club uh, with that, and and so it all ties together with new patios and um, a, a great Champions Bar, new restaurant. So uh, kind of high times here at the Olympic Club. Very exciting. That's awesome. I'm sure that's keeping you busy. Ah, uh, you know, I take a nap every now and then, but all good. <laughs> 
Absolutely. Well, we are very excited to be talking about the Private Club Governance Handbook. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what the purpose of the handbook is and why it's so important for club managers and board members? Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, I, I really uh, kind of got a, um, a good understanding of, of the need for, for such a document. When I first got to the Olympic Club, one of the I was charged with working with a board member uh, on evaluating our overall uh, governance here at the club, and it really needed updating. Uh, it's been the same, like many clubs. Uh, you know, it's it's been the same for 70 years, and w- was created based on conditions at that time. And and so we went about trying to figure out, okay, well, what do we do? And you know, here we always. We're always thinking about, okay, what's the gold standard? What are experts saying? So I went to, uh, to both CMAA and the NCA uh, websites looking for resources to help guide us. And there were some great resources there. I mean, both, both associations do a fantastic job. Uh, but really, it was, it was a number of white papers and articles uh, that addressed various parts of governance. There wasn't one comprehensive document that kind of pulled it all together uh, in a global way. And so, you know, when we, uh, when we started talking about this at, at NCA and our governance committee, one of the th- others in the group had the same experience. And so that's what really led to its creation. And I'm, I might be getting ahead of myself here. Uh, you know, you asked, uh, you, know, you asked more about um, how, how we might use it, but uh, you know, that, that's kind of how it came about and the purpose of it. It's just, to have that initial one source that, that pulls the whole enchilada together. Absolutely. Uh, this podcast is definitely a fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and, you know, I, paella, I know, paella, if you prefer Oh, yeah. We're Ooh, very, yeah. very pro-Mexican food on this podcast, pro-tacos. So, yeah, enchiladas, Absolutely. it fits. <laughs> very good. Comprehensive, the whole enchilada. I love it. Yep. So, Tim, can you take our listeners a little bit through how this project came to fruition, kind of starting with the National Club Association's Governance Committee and, and involving CMA? Yeah, no, I, I, love, I love telling this story because it was a uh, it was kind of a journey for us. Uh, about a year ago, a little more than a year ago, uh, so, so I'm on the NCA board, and as a, a board member who had some tenure, I was asked to chair a committee. Uh, and was asked to chair the the governance committee, and wasn't sure uh, what to do, but was happy to serve in any way the association, uh, you know, wanted me to. So I, I, I called my first meeting, and uh, Kim Fernandez, uh, at our vice president of communications at NCA, just does a great job, and she she was my partner in all of this from the staff side. I get my committee and I see the list of names and I'm like, oh my God, this is like the who's who of club management and club consultants, you know, it was an all-star team. You know, my, my, my first reaction was, oh my God, don't mess it up. Uh, so I get on a, we, we get on our first meeting and we're just kind of talking, well, what do we want to do? How do we want to spend our year? And as we talked, uh, you know, it, it, it was the idea that percolated to the top of the list. You know, others like like me, others had had a similar situation where they looked for a a good resource and and saw a gap in in a comprehensive handbook. So that started us down our path, uh, and we had to 
organize ourselves into different subcategories. One of the most important was what we called our contact committee. So this was the group that went through, kind of slogged through every piece of the puzzle and talked about the various uh, policy decisions and how we go about them and, and making decisions on what the group's recommended gold standard was for every element of club governance. So they, you know, they they kind of work through it. And one of the uh, one of the individuals involved, uh, Fred Laughlin, uh, took the uh, the the task of putting putting pen to paper. So he 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 really did a whole lot of work. Uh, but that that group just met every week and, and talked about issues and items, and then they'd check in with the full committee, give us progress reports, and uh, ask us for feedback on the decisions we were making. So. At the end of the day, we have a, a document of policies that, you know, maybe not everybody's going to agree on every single policy, but collectively, a group of high-level professionals uh, endorse each element. Uh, so that was that was kind of our starting point. As we went through the process, certain things started to emerge: ideas, concerns, concepts. One of the first things, uh, and I think it might have been Tom Wallace who mentioned it. Uh, Tom said, you know, if if CMAA is not on board with what we're doing here, it, it, it it's not as good of a document. You know, CMAA is such an important part of of you know the club industry, and you know we 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 view NCA and CMAA as complementary associations. Uh, so to ha if we could have both involved. That would be really great and, and powerful. Uh, and by happenstance, at the time, our board was having that same conversation on a on a on a bigger level, on a broader level. Uh, but the idea that you know we we're not competing at, at NCA, we're not competing with CMAA. Uh, we are serving other needs in ways that it's, it's probably not best. It's probably best not for uh, CMAA to be you know, looking into. And we thought, hey, you know, we're, we were thinking, how can we, you know, uh, partner better with, with CMAA and, and be better partners? It was right at that moment. Uh, and the first place we were able to kind of make a connection, and, and Melissa, you were part of this because you, you, you helped out. Uh, CMAA agreed to, uh, to co-write the document with us and be co-owners of it. So the final document is is co-owned by CMAA and NCA, which is terrific. Uh, but at that moment, we had uh, a number of people join our committee, uh, which was getting to be a large committee. So it was, it was certainly cat herding, but fortunately it was a good group. Uh, but you know, Jeff Morgan came over, uh, and then uh, Melissa, you were over, and and then members from the CMAA board came over, uh, Kimberly Warren and uh, Mark Beto and Joe Crenn joined our committee as well. So we're going down this path now. We've got a lot of collaboration going, a uh, lot of meetings, just banging through a lot of material and finally uh, got, got the document substantively completed. Uh, in May at the NCA conference, uh, Jeff Morgan and uh, uh, Joe uh, Traeger, uh, the uh, CEO of NCA, signed a uh, memorandum of use for the document. Uh, shortly after, we finished all the editing, the formatting, and uh, the publishing. And now it now it resides in both associations. Uh, and while it's behind the paywall, 
Uh, we agreed that we weren't going to try and uh, prevent people from from you know, using it widely and and sharing it widely. So uh, it's out there now, and I, I don't know what the the, uh, the current statistics are, but it's getting a lot of attention, and we're getting a lot of comments, we're getting a lot of feedback, uh, and requests for for you know more education on it, and and I'm getting uh, questions about you know what's coming next. So. You know, you're probably going to ask me about that later, so I'll save that for, for that. So, you know, you, you alluded it to it earlier, but the private club industry really has unique challenges when it comes to governance. How do you think, um, from your perspective and McMinnie's perspective, that the handbook really addresses the nature of those challenges and provides kind of guidance for board members and club management professionals as they move forward? Yeah, I think it does. Uh, that's a great question. I think it does a few things. I mean, certainly at a at a very base level, it it just ties it all together. You know, all the all the things that you should have in place, uh, and a little bit of context of what they should have. So, for example, you know, most clubs have bylaws. That's that's pretty normal. Uh, but what percentage of clubs have board uh, policy manuals? And then, you know, in that construct, then what what appropriately goes in the bylaws versus, uh, you know, board policy manuals. So that's that's an example of just starting to think about things uh, more holistically. Uh, also, remembering that, you know, private club, most private club boards are they're volunteer boards. So. You know, I, I, I kind of quit sometimes. I, I, I've yet to meet the board member that when I ask them, you know, why they decided to get involved with the board, their first answer is, well, I wanted to check out the governance situation and try and make changes to the bylaws. You know, nobody wants to do that. That's, that, you know, I suppose some people do, but, you know, it, that's, that's a bit of a slog. Um, so, you know, having, having a document that, that kind of shows, well, look, this is, it, 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 Let's take the mystery out of it. You know, here, here's what we're talking about here. So it's, it's not this big, scary thing. You, you actually can do it, or you can do it in pieces. Um, also, you know, I think uh, unlike corporate boards or, or, or most co corporate boards, people, a, a lot of people who join boards of private clubs are doing it, it for dif a different reason. They're doing it because it's their home away from home. It's something that they love and they want to contribute in a positive way. And it's not about the bottom line, you know, or, or a stockholder's price. It's about making the club better. So you're bringing in people from all walks of life who are good members and have different perspectives. Uh, so they don't necessarily have a, a good sense of governance in the first place and, and why it's so important. And this document does that and it does it in a succinct, in a <laughs> succinct way, excuse me. Uh, in a very approachable way. You know, the, the document's, you know, I, I don't know, 65 pages long. It's not hard to read. It's very straightforward. Uh, but it just quickly frames for a uh, an incoming board member what the gold standard is for how clubs are governed and who, who does what and what accountabilities are. So, you know, kind of, kind of taking this to the all politics is local, you know, what from the the handbook has really been particularly beneficial for your club. I know that you said that was one of the uh, the things that you first addressed when you joined your club was, you know, yeah. that governance evaluation. Well, so interesting. Uh, and, and look, all clubs, 
all clubs have some differences, particularly in culture and even in culture within their, their governance. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've managed many clubs uh, through the years. I, I'm not going to say how many because I don't want to give away how old I am. But, uh, you know, at smaller clubs, oftentimes, you know, you, you have governing documents and, and models and they're followed. They're followed maybe a little more loosely because everybody's friends and, you know, nobody wants to be spending hours and hours and hours following procedurals when, you know, they're just getting there to make their, their the club better. Here at the Olympic Club, it's a little different. You know, we've got a huge operation. We've got a significant downtown athletic club. We've got a world-renowned golf facility that's that's enormous. We have 11,000 members. We've got, and we're hosting five major champions, golf championships in the next 10 years. Uh, there's a lot that goes on here. So for us and the number of members we have, we have to be very procedural with how we do everything. So it's a little bit different. Uh, one thing that I walked into, we still have, we're still working through, is that we don't have a board policy manual. Instead, our board policies are embedded in our bylaws, which makes the bylaws, you know, just huge and hard to follow. Hard to follow our uh, our board policies because since they're in the bylaws, they they have to be very carefully written, you know. With, all kinds of thought to the legal language, uh, and then also making changes to, to board policies becomes a, a quite a slog. You know, some some of our policies, the ones that are related to just how the board does business, uh, they don't require a vote of the members, like most policy changes in the bylaws or in club bylaws. But there are procedurals we have to go through to change bylaws, so it, it makes it just an administrative slog to make just normal, simple adjustments that, that could be made. And then also it's a lot harder to just figure out what, you know, what the board's supposed to do because it ha we, have, we have stuff in the wrong format. Uh, so there's an example of where the, uh, the lessons in the, uh, the governance handbook uh, are explained to us. You know, and I'll also say though that, you know, just on, an, uh, on a day in and day out, level, I now just have something I hand to every single incoming board member. You know, we do a good orientation process, but I hand them this book. I said, you know, go through this. Uh, this is this is what good governance is. We're, we're still working on it, but now you know kind of the principles that we're being guided by. I love that. And that kind of leads into, you know, what, what that day-to-day -day usage of the handbook is to be able to hand that over to board members. And I, I think oh, I've had that question terrific. about 20 members now they're like can i get 20 printed copies and i'm like no but you can make 20 printed copies for your entire <laughs> yes. year and next year right um you know uh since it's so yeah. well designed um you know what yeah. the other question that we're getting a lot is you know what other resources and training are available to help folks get the most out of this the resource yeah great great question and i think that 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 really is a question of what comes next you know we, I'll tell you what, we, we spent so much time working on this over the past year. And uh, I was, uh, you know, um, honored to be asked to chair for a, for a second term. And, you know, because I'm a glutton for punishment, I agreed. Uh, so we're kind of looking at that question, what's next for us? I will say on the training front, uh, the uh, NCA just had a, um, a, a big training session with uh, a lot of the top consultants and, and um, you know, subject matter experts that, that help create this. 
uh, to talk about the different elements. Um, so, you know, uh, Robin Stowell, for example, was on there, Tom Wallace, Ray Cronin, uh, Fred Laughlin, um, Mike McCarthy, uh, and I know I'm forgetting somebody, and whoever I forgot, I, my, my, my apologies on that, uh, but that was a webinar that was just done that uh, was really well attended and available online. Our next, uh, one of our next efforts within the committee is to develop uh, an implementation playbook. So this, uh, this resource will be a way for, you know, you, you get this handbook and it says, here's what, here's what you should be. And then you look at your, your governance structure at your club and you say, that's great. And that's not what we are or what we have. So then the question becomes, how do you, how do you get there? What's the, you know, what's the process that you should go, go through or a process that you can put in front of your board and work through it with them? Uh, so that's our next big initiative is to create that playbook. I love it. And I think that's so vital to the day to day um, adoption of this book. I know it's, it's been so well received just by the number of downloads um from our membership but also just kind of what that you know what what can i do what's the next steps and you know for those folks yeah. walking into a new club or just wanting to to restart and and utilize that that you know watching that three-hour symposium really gives you a good start to kind of bring it to life and then taking that resource and, and moving it forward wow so, yeah and if i could if if, if i could also uh, maybe go a little bit um, out of the, the uh, specific field we're talking about presently. Uh, so Malcolm McCall is the uh, the president uh, of uh, NCA this year. Uh, Malcolm's a really great guy. Uh, he uh, was you know, president of his club, uh, and you know one of the one of the uh, the differences between CMAA and NCA is that our board has uh, non uh, club professionals in it. You know who who serve. Uh, who bring some level of expertise that's important to us, but also have uh, experience serving at their own clubs uh, on board or in, uh, boards or in governance. And, and Malcolm checks that box. And, you know, just a, a fantastic thinker. Uh, and I think he's, he's just doing a great job. One of the things that he really wants to focus on, uh, and, and Joe Traeger, our CEO, um, you know, also has this thought, they're, they're in concert with it, is how do we make sure that we're engaging uh, the club boards and board members in this process, because I mean, I'll tell you, it's it, it's it's all fine and good for us as club managers to try and push this ball, uh, but it's a lot harder if we're doing it on our own. If we have that understanding in the boardroom, uh, that is really powerful. And I know I know uh, of a few things that Malcolm's got in the works that I think will help this effort and get this handbook in front of more and more board members. Uh, but uh, I, so I won't say any more other than. Um, we're looking at this at a, at a higher level as well. Absolutely. Well, we'll stay tuned for those updates because I, I definitely agree that, you know, it's so valuable to, for all the parties involved in governance to have a really good understanding of what those best practices look like um, and where to get more resources. Is there anything about the handbook that you didn't share that we should ask you about? <laughs> um. <laughs> That's a good question. Your, your your questions were all very good. So, you know, and I, I've, uh, I've I've talked about this uh, this project quite a bit. Um, so you, you asked all the right questions already. Um, only only that you know it, it was a real pleasure and joy to have the privilege of working on this. 
Uh, I'm so grateful for everybody on the committee. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to name them all. Uh, so you should all download the uh, handbook so that you can uh, make sure you get that list. But they work tirelessly on this. Uh, staff at, at both NCA and CMAA, uh, you know, on NCA side, uh, Joe and um, Kimberly and, you know, CMA, Melissa, you and, and um, you know, Jeff Morgan. I really appreciate all the support that you gave us the whole way and, you know, let us do our thing and trusted us and uh, also engaged and brought really good feedback to the process. It's been a great, great journey and, and a, just a privilege to be part of it. All right. Well, that was a great conversation. I think I certainly learned a lot more about this governance handbook because I'm not going to lie, I haven't read it. Um, <laughs> It's it's in my TBR pile, Melissa, um, but I feel like I've learned a lot and I do think this is going to be a great resource for for our members um, to utilize for at least a few years to come, if not many more. Absolutely. And so there's a lot more of this great resource. So if you're a CMA member, you want to head to CMA's Connect. That's you know, the web address you'll find directly on our website or just connect.cmaa.org. Go there, you do have to, to log in, but head to the Best Practices Exchange, which is one of our most dynamic communities, amazing conversations going on there, and head to the Library tab. And from there, you're going to select Private Club Governance. And in that folder, you're not only going to find the PDF of this book, which you can print and share with your entire board or staff, uh, but you'll also find the direct link to the three-hour symposium that Tim spoke about. Um, that's a great session to watch. Uh, it, it features different experts from different portions of the book, uh, really talking you through and bringing that to life. It, and also in this folder, you'll find all of the handouts that went with that session. Yeah. And there are plenty, plenty of those. Yes. So, um, you know, there's a board community responsibilities matrix. There's how to do minutes. There's how to do an orientation, document retention policy, all that really good stuff. So check out that folder, uh, download all the resources that you want. Um, if you're not a CMA member, um, but you're a, your club is a member of the National Club Association, you can find that directly on their website at National Club Association. Um, or, and if you're not either of those things, uh, please reach out to me at CMA. Uh, go to the CMA.org and hit contact us and reach out to me, and I'll be happy to, uh, to discuss that with you. You know, the, the goal is for this product to benefit the entire CMA community and the entire club industry. Uh, so we definitely want to get those in the hands of everybody who is involved in club governance. Absolutely. Like Melissa said, you can you can reach out anytime and she'd be happy to help you find whatever you're looking for. Um, all right, so we have a couple of other announcements that we want to make sure we cover before we wrap up this episode. So first and foremost, today, as we're recording, is November 8th, which is a week past <laughs> the dues deadline for 2024. However, if you are still planning to renew your CMA membership for the 2024 membership year, there's still time to do so. Um, all you need to do is log on to your online profile on cmaa.org and select my invoices. You can make that payment right there online. Super simple. If you have any questions about how to do that, please reach out to one of us at HQ. We would be happy to help you. But make sure you take care of that soon so you don't miss out on any of the important resources or events that CMA will have to offer in 2024. And what else is on our list, Melissa? We have a big event 
coming up. You know, we mentioned that we're slowing down a little bit, but really it's slowing down to speed up because once the new year hits, we're going to be full speed ahead, right? Absolutely. So we are thrilled to be launching the 2024 World Conference and Club Management Club Business Expo. Yeah, that's what it's called. We've been going to this event for like decades at this point. We don't actually know what it is. <laughs> we are thrilled to be in Las Vegas, Nevada at the beautiful Mandalay Bay Resort and Convention Center. Uh, we'll be there March 4th through the 8th, uh, which is going to be a beautiful time to get away and get to Vegas. Uh, I don't know if you know, Kyle, but Vegas has a new slogan. What is it? You know, the, the slogan used to be uh, what happens, what in, happens Vegas, in Vegas stays, stays in Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. They've, they've tweeted a little bit. They now say, what happens in Vegas happens in Vegas. Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't fault that. So it, it is absolutely going to be a blast. And there are so many great, uh, great opportunities. But registration is now open. So head on over to our website, conference. I'm oh, sorry, cma.org. I'm going to blow every line this morning. cma.org backslash conference. Um, to get started and find out about our speakers, we've talked about Will Gadara, our amazing author of Unreasonable Hospitality, mm-hmm. but he is just one of the 65 amazing sessions that we are going to have. So definitely head on over. We'll be sharing more about conference and what to expect. Yep. Um, there's so much, so many great things. So many great things. And to our listeners, you know, please forgive Melissa. She did just get back from Vegas. Our, our, we had a staff team over there doing a quick little site visit over the last weekend. So she was getting the inside scoop on everything that we've got coming up. Um, and clearly the jet lag is real. And, you know, <laughs> coffee is happening. Caffeine Absolutely. is happening. Anyways, um, <laughs> we're looking forward to spending some time in Las Vegas next spring, and we hope that you all are too. And we've got a lot of fun things planned, and we're looking forward to putting that all together for you. Um, I think that covers us for this episode of the podcast, but stay tuned. We have another episode in our series about artificial intelligence, AI, coming down the pike, where we're going to sit down and chat with our friends at Pulsar Security, some of our favorite podcast guests, if you're familiar. And uh, we dive a little bit more into the um, pros and cons of AI in the club space, what we can do to be more diligent and safe AI users and some of the other details about that service that, you know, we didn't really know about because <laughs> we are not computer nerds. <laughs> but I think that's everything. And uh, we're excited to, to bring you the next the next edition. So for now, I'm Kyle. That's Melissa. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk Club Management. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye. Take care, friends. Let's Talk Club Management podcast is a podcast of the Club Management Association of America. Since 1927, CMAA has been the largest professional association for managers of membership clubs throughout the U.S. and internationally. 
The objectives of the association are to promote relationships between club management professionals and other similar professions, to encourage the education and advancement of members, and to provide the resources needed for efficient and successful club operations. Under the covenants of professionalism, education, leadership, and community, CMAA continues to extend its reach as the leader in the club management practice. CMAA is headquartered in Alexandria, Virginia, with more than 40 professional chapters and more than 40 student chapters and colonies. Please learn more at www.cmaa.org.